Welcome to the Beyond HAE podcast. You're listening to the stories of people affected by hereditary angioedema, an ultra-rare genetic condition. On this podcast series, you will hear from people with HAE, their family members, and their friends who gather around, open up, and share their stories. We would like to thank Takeda and BioChrist for sponsoring this episode. We want to give a huge thank you to the U.S. Hereditary Angioedema Association for supporting this youth-produced podcast. We hope today's story impacts you. Let's meet our host for today. So hello, everyone. And my name is Noah, and I'm your host for today. Today, we have a special guest with me, someone I'm actually familiar with. We have Mr. Nathan Brown. Nathan's a fellow college student like myself, although his journey's been a little bit more interesting than mine so far. I'll let him speak more on that after on, but um, he was also an HAEA social media intern with me. So he's very active in the community. And for the people who don't know you, Nathan, would you mind telling a little bit about yourself and your story so far? Hi, uh, yeah, so I'm Nathan. Uh, I'm a sophomore in college right now, 20 years old. Um, I was diagnosed with HAE when I was seven years old. Uh, it's been in my family for a long time, so we always kind of knew I had it. Uh, so my diagnosis was pretty straightforward, and yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. So speaking of your HA specifically, I want to jump to that. You said you have like long history. How's that support been? For instance, like I had that as well. My grandmother's HA and my mother as well. So it's like that support means a lot. Like, what does that mean for you? Yeah, it's definitely uh, very nice just to kind of have that in the family. Um, I mean, obviously it's not nice to have like everyone in my family goes through that, but uh, for me personally, it's good. Just like, I know some people's diagnosis stories are long and hard because a lot of doctors don't know what HAE is. Um, But for me, it was pretty straightforward. And I just have a bunch of people around me who kind of know what it's like to have HAE. Um, So it's kind of comforting to know that, you know, there's a lot of people around me who just understand it. Yeah, I agree. I think I work the same way. It's like, it means so much especially in relations of like people who you know have the same experiences of you. It's just like sure. you talk to whoever else has it. That's like an easy thing. And uh, more about your college. Can you tell us about where you are now, where you study and things like that? Yeah, so I'm a sophomore at Virginia Tech uh, in Virginia. I'm a sophomore studying finance uh, with a minor in German. And then this current semester, I'm actually studying, studying in Switzerland. Uh, Virginia Tech has a mini campus in Switzerland. So I'm still a full-time Virginia Tech student, just in another country for the moment. That's great. So how? So you're far from home, obviously. You're at VTech and now you're in Switzerland. It's like that's a big jump. I know a lot of patients might be like apprehensive for like travel, especially studying abroad like that. So like, uh, how do you manage your HE considering you made such a big move? Yeah, definitely being in Switzerland for sure is a big jump, uh, especially having HAE. Uh, I think the biggest thing for me was figuring out how to have medication while in Switzerland, uh, because it's not it's not an easy thing to get even in America. So a little harder uh, in Switzerland. Uh, so it really just took a lot of communication with mostly the insurance company uh, a long time in advance, uh, a lot of hours on the phone with them to get stuff approved. Because um, yeah, it's definitely hard to get stuff shipped to another country, so I kind of had to get a large supply in advance and then bring that with me. Um, but yeah, I definitely didn't want to let HAE stop me from doing that. Like study abroad was one of like the main reasons I decided to do what I did in college. It's something I want to do for a long time. I think just getting to live and experience another culture is such a cool thing. 
Um, so I didn't want to let HAE stop me from doing that. So I just planned far in advance and work stuff out with my doctor, with the insurance company, with the pharmacy to make sure that I still could do that and have my medication and, you know, do the experience I really wanted to, but make sure I did it safely. Yeah, I agree. I think that's an amazing thing as well. I mean, I was going to ask this question later, but I figured since you brought it up, it's a good time to bring it up now. We've obviously seen how you live beyond HAE and not letting it stop you. But I had another question more specifically about like healthcare. So how's that been like, what was your worst experience so far since you are in a different country as well? You mentioned difficulties with that. Yeah, um, I've been pretty fortunate. Uh, I spent this past summer in Germany and then now this current semester in Switzerland. Uh, and I haven't had any attacks while I've been abroad. So that's been definitely a blessing. Um, the medication has been working really well. So I haven't had really any experience with like foreign healthcare systems just because I haven't had a need to. So it's been very nice. I do have like through my school, I have an insurance that would cover me if I did need to. Um, but yeah, I haven't had any experiences with that so far. That's the best outcome. Yeah. So yeah. For that. that's also a good thing. You still have management in place and you know, still like have that concern for it. I feel like the worst sure. thing to be, especially as a patient and being independent so far on your own is becoming complacent with your HA. Mm -hmm. So I like, kudos to you for that. But uh, I have another question as well. I remember you did sports in high school, if that's correct. Yeah, I um I did soccer and golf and swimming in high school. Yeah. So how did you manage HA in high school and are there any differences with it now in college and you being so independent far away now? Yeah, I think I mean I hate to go back to the same thing again, but the medication is really a big thing. Um, just making sure I had it, like traveling to away sports games and stuff. But yeah, similarly, I didn't want to let HAE stop me from doing the things that I wanted to do. Um, so I decided I wanted to play soccer and I wasn't going to let HAE stop me from doing that. Um, and yeah, once again, I never really had any problems with that after I got on the preventative medication. Beforehand, it was definitely difficult. Um, going to traveling games or whatever, you know, never knowing when I might have an attack. So that was definitely a big thing, um, making sure I had the acute medication with me before I was on preventative and still keeping it on me now, but definitely a big thing before the preventative. But then the preventative medication has worked very well for me. So I've pretty much been able to do whatever sports I want without too many like attacks or anything, nothing out of the ordinary when I am involved in sports. Mm. So even with the diagnosis, they're still, as we like to say, living beyond your HA. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I think that's a big thing as well. And like outside of sports, that is still a big deal. But what would you say, how else do you live beyond HA? Uh, yeah, I think uh, the travel is a big one. Sports is a big one. Um, I just try not to ever say no to anything because of HAE. Um, like if my friends are wanting to do something like on a weekend or whatever, like go away for a weekend. Uh, I don't want to like the fact that I have HAE isn't going to stop me from going with them. Um, yeah, I don't want to I don't want to say no to things just because I have HAE. So I think saying yes um, has been a really big thing for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think it's a great thing. You know, I think we all can testify to that how important it is to still enjoy your life and not let HAE stop you. Because there's no mm -hmm. reason why. If, as long as you're prepared, you have the right medication, and have a good support system, there's really like. No reason why you shouldn't live beyond it. So I, yeah, I agree with that. I think that's a great thing as well. So do you still play sports in high school? Is a small question or in college? I mean, um, I play sports like for fun, but definitely not competitively anymore. Like intramurals and stuff, but nothing too serious. Yeah, it's still a sport, so I still respect it. 
And uh, that relates to my second question, just basically like a follow-up. Um, so you do live beyond HE, but has HE ever stopped you like when you were a kid or in your youth? Or have you ever looked at HE differently than you do now? Yeah, I think um, before I got on the preventative medication that I'm on now, HE definitely had a much bigger impact on my life. Um, I think I was 16 when I started the medication that I'm on now. So before that, I was having attacks, you know, several times a month and they could last a couple of days or even longer. Um, so that would, you know, take me out of school or sports for a long period at a time. So I definitely had a much different outlook on HAE in that time of my life because it actually was preventing me from doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas now the, the preventative medication has been very helpful. But yeah, without that, like if I was still having attacks as often as I was, then I think it would be much harder to do all the things that I have done and all the things that I do want to do. Right. And that makes logical sense as well. So considering like the change and now you have a better medication, you mentioned your preventative measures now. So like, what would you um, say HAE means to you now? Um, I think HAE now to me is more, more of a community than like, something that's holding me back. I've gotten to know a lot of great people uh, with the HAEA and just having family members who have HAE and yeah, making friends that also have HAE. So just meeting people who have gone through the same experiences, but now it's not something that's really holding me back anymore. It's just, it's something that's a part of me and I can't change that. But with the modern medication and it's not holding me back anymore. Right. Yeah, that's another great thing. You're, you're making it so easy. I was going to segue into the next question about <laughs> what the HA community has meant to you and how it's changed your life. But I guess you sort of answered that. Is there anything else you want to add on to that about like um, how important that is for you or what that means to you or is that all? Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously my whole life having family members with HAE, I've always known other people that had HAE, but then in high school, I did the, the social media internship with the HAEA youth. And I got to meet people like Noah um, and a lot of other people who had HAE. And it was really cool to meet other people my age who had gone through the same thing. And it kind of gave me some more courage to be able to speak out to like my friends at high school who didn't know what it was. And I was always kind of shy about the fact that I had this, this disorder because I didn't want people to, you know, look at me differently. Um, but then meeting so many other people that had it um, and seeing all like the advocacy that they were doing, it made me a lot more willing to speak up to people in my life about HAE. So it was definitely a cool thing to get to know other people. I wholeheartedly agree. I think the whole point of like, um, obviously we have our family and it's like, okay, so we're not alone, but then seeing people your same age mm-hmm. have very similar experiences once again. And it's almost like, oh, okay. Like I don't have to feel like this is something weird or something that's like prohibiting me from doing things. You know, it's like not a monster, you know, like it's just, yeah, for sure. just a disease. That's all we can say. And then we can explain it. So you mentioned advocacy as well. I'm, presume advocacy is important to you. I'll let you speak more on that, but I also want to ask how you advocate today. Yeah, I think um, the biggest way I do it is just telling people in my life about what HAE is um, because so many people have never heard of it. Um, When I was younger, I used to kind of just tell people, like if I had to miss school, I would say, oh, I was just sick. Whereas now if I have to miss something because I had an attack, I explain to people why I had an attack, what it is, uh, how it impacts my life just, I guess, spreading the word to people in my life so they understand what I'm going through. And that's probably, yeah, the biggest way I advocate is just explain to people what it is and how it affects me and my life. Mm. I don't think people grasp the importance of uh, 
just how much of an impact that can truly have. Even if it is just your small circle knowing more, it's also still a chance for advocacy. So that means that a small group knows. Now it's a bigger group because they tell more people. And I'm more people, I'm more aware. And just that simple group of advocacy can do so much. And people really just have no idea. So I think that's a really big deal. So I admire you for that. I think it's very respectable as well. So continue doing that, of course. I'm sure you will. It's also good to know that you have people that can help you just in case something does happen. Mm-hmm. Because you're a father yeah. family once again. I think that's really important for your path and growing into a man. So do you have any advice for like um specifically young people going into college and going on to be independent? Like what would you tell them is the most important thing, just in general and in regards to AJ? Uh yeah, I think just in general, um, don't be afraid to tell people like if you're going through something like a hard time. I think growing up and moving into like being independent, a lot of the time we kind of have to have things figured out and that's couldn't be further from the truth. Like you're going to mess up all the time. So it's okay to tell people when something's not going right. And that could be HAE as well. Uh, like I said, not being afraid to tell people if you're having an attack. Um, yeah, just being really open about what you're going through. And I think, when I was younger, I was always just kind of afraid of what other people would think. But as I've gotten older and matured, I've realized other people, they don't they don't judge you nearly as much as you think you, they do. Um, and they really just want to understand you and help you and get to know you better. Yeah, I agree. A lot of us overestimate like what other people would think, especially in regards to disease. I think a lot of it comes from how we used to view it as like kids and maybe when we didn't manage it properly. So I think a lot of that like perspective still comes out in what we think other people I think yeah, that's important that you, yeah, that you shared that. So I think that means a lot. And um, we're kind of coming up to our closing questions. You've been, <laughs> you've been such a great um, guest. So thank you so much. You've been answering our questions really, really well. So uh, I like to close up with some points. And I'm going to ask for your advice once again, if you don't mind. But it's almost about, um, not just about youth, but HE patients in general. What advice would you give them in regards to living beyond HE and the importance of living beyond your diagnosis for people who are, apprehensive about anything, whether it be travel, independence, college, or even like the various challenges of life, what separate advice would you give like a young man that wants to pursue the same like career path as you? Yeah, I would tell them um, definitely don't let your diagnosis hold you back. I mean, obviously you need to be smart about things, but I don't think there's, I don't think there's anything a person with HAE can't do. I think, like for me, the big thing is traveling. I knew I wanted to do that, but I also knew that HAA could present some challenges with that. Um, But I decided I was going to, you know, put in the work to figure out my medication and stuff because I really wanted to do something. So I think if you if you reach out to the right people and build a strong community, uh, there's no reason HAE should hold you back from doing the things you want to do. I agree. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And I'll just make this quick for you. About the community point, how best would you advise somebody? Like, can they reach out to the HAEA or could you give us something about that some more? Yeah, I think reaching out to the HAEA is a great way to meet people. Um, I think you could also just go on the social medias and see like people they're following, people who are sharing their story. Um, I think people with HAE in general are very, everyone I've met has loved meeting other people with HAEA or other people with HAE. Um, so I think you just reach out to people and they'll be more than happy to talk to you. Um, we're all kind of in this 
weird place where we're, we have this thing that not very many people have. So I think just in general, everyone's excited to meet someone else who knows what they're going through. So I think if you just reach out, people will be more than happy to be, be your friend, really. Right. Yeah, that support just means so much. And it, it really is a lot easier than you would think. So um, speaking of that, thank you so much, Nathan. It was an amazing podcast. And I hope that everyone listening enjoyed our Digging Deeper series. And thank you again for being an example, Nathan. And thank you for your answers. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and good luck in Switzerland. Thank you. Thank you for having me on here. It was nice talking with you. Oh, you as well. Thank you, Nathan. The information presented, including opinions and recommendations, is for educational purposes only. It is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. No one should act upon any information presented without first seeking medical advice from a qualified licensed medical doctor. For assistance finding a physician, please contact an HAE advocate at 866-798-5598. The HAEA is an advocacy and research organization committed to actively engaging our community in a wide variety of grassroots activities that promote disease education and awareness. We provide personalized services to address the unique needs of people with HAE and their families, which include helping them secure access to and reimbursement for modern HAE medicines. Our great success in supporting clinical research has resulted in a variety of FDA-approved therapeutic options. We work closely with expert physicians to continuously upgrade quality of life through improving diagnosis and knowledge of the disease and encouraging a tailored patient-focused use of available therapeutic options. The HAEA is product and company neutral and continues to enthusiastically support drug discovery research aimed at the next generation of HAE therapies. Thank you.